Thinking is hard, and welcome to ETC. My name is Josh, and I'm here with my beautiful wife. Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. Minnie Mouse. That's closer. <laughs> Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> and this is ETC, uh, and a thought capacity. And today on episode five, we are talking about theme parks. Ooh. Disney, Universal, SeaWorld, Legoland, Six, Six Flags, Flags, Bush Gardens, mm -hmm. Cedar Point. I call them the Disneyland. crucible. <laughs> the crucible of relationships. Yeah. They make or break them. Well, and we I mean, we've heard it before. You when you start dating someone, you are told to go to Disneyland or Disney World oh, yeah. with them because that's the happiest place on earth. And I don't know if you're listening, I just put quotes to that because if you ever been there, it isn't most certainly not always <laughs> the happiest. Not always the happiest people at the happiest place yes. on earth. Like you may be very happy, but woo, two seconds oh, yeah. next to you, there's someone screaming and crying. So, um, you know, you're definitely tested there, and yeah, your relationship either flourishes or flops. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a couple talking points about um, theme parks and relationships. Um, we can't talk too much about having, like, what it's like having kids at theme parks because we don't have kids, but, uh, we've definitely seen quite a bit, so we can at least speak on our observations, right. I would say. Yep. So our first point is, uh, what makes trips to theme parks so stressful for relationships and for people in general? Maybe I personally think it might be the planning process. Yeah. So, you know, one person might... Just be like, ah, go with the flow. Another one might be like, ooh, I like to plan like like exactly the route we're going, <laughs> what park we're going to first, where we're eating, where we're, you know, mm -hmm. what type of, you know, what everything, everything, literally like what rides we're riding, all that. So there, there are certain things that can definitely make the, the parks stressful for a relationship. There's a lot of people there. So it's very, it's very busy. Things never quite go as planned often. Um, I mean, you have dinner plans, so like you got to factor in, oh, am I going to have enough time to wait in this super long line? It's already stressful. It might be hot out. You might be hungry and tired and walking all day, so now your feet hurt, and you just get irritable and you also, know, stuff like that. It's it's kind of telling like how your partner reacts to you being stressed out. Like If you're stressed out or they're stressed out, and they like, you know, maybe lash out at you or like yell at you or something. I don't know. That's like kind of extreme. Then you might be like, whoa, what would they be like in a much less crowded, less stressful situation, but still stressful, if that makes any oh, sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, are they going to be like this in any stressful situation? Because life like th really throws you curveballs, which is why they tell, you know, go to a theme park because... That'll give you your first insight to what your relationship is like when it's stressful. When you get out into the real world, like if your car breaks down or if, you know, something whack happens, you know, mm -hmm. life kind of continues on and you have to move forward and continue. It just shows the person like what kind of person you might be during those situations, because you can be a great person. But if something like bad were to happen, you know, you change it to a whole different person in different scenarios. So. I think I'm definitely more of a go with a flow. I mean, I have a point on here of type A versus type B, and Bailey is definitely type A. I like to plan everything. 
<laughs> like the hotel, what park we're going to, what we're having for dinner or lunch or breakfast. I just like to know things. It gives me like a sense of peace of peace of mind. So <laughs> I don't like to. I wouldn't say I don't like to go with the flow, but it does. <laughs> you like the it, security of knowing what you're yes, going to do next. Yes. And yeah. especially with having dietary restrictions, it's a lot helpful. It's a lot more helpful for me to know like what we're doing that way because I have dietary restrictions. It does take a little bit more time for food prep. So it's nicer to know, you know, what's going on. That way I can kind of fit in my schedule so no one else is really relying on myself. So I've learned that over the, the last five years. But that's just and you know what's funny is I never was like that like maybe five or six years ago I just kind of was go with the flow like we would just do whatever but now that I've had to plan out a lot of things because of dietary restrictions I've just become yeah, got to go to restaurants that you trust but like yeah. also everything else along with that like the parks the it's it, I'm like obsessed with planning so <laughs> <laughs> so but yes I'm definitely type A and mm-hmm. Josh is definitely a type B and that's fine because I feel like. I feel like we balance each other out. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's definitely times where um, you'll plan something or like you'll be working on a plan like, oh, Josh, where would you like to eat? I'm like, I don't care. I'm just there for a good time. And you're like, that doesn't help. Where do you want to eat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's definitely times where I'm sure I'm you wish. I'm here for a good time too, but I don't know where to go either. <laughs> yeah. So we got to figure this out together. <laughs> so I'm definitely more go with the flow. Um, I mean, I'm obviously more flexible because I don't have to worry about dietary restrictions as much, but I'm obviously very concerned about what you know bailey can eat yeah. and, and where we can safely um like while we we're at while we were at universal um we don't completely trust all universal's kitchens as much as we do disney mm-hmm. we've had pretty reliable success with disney and they're like you know speaking with the um the chef like we don't have to ask for the chef we just put hey we have an allergy and the chef comes out and like hey here's your food we yeah. made it especially for you. And they put a little you stick know. in it. Yeah, and they it, pulls, it, it's yeah. like the safety stick is yeah. what I like to call it. <laughs> it just we, we just have more success with that and we've been there more often. Yeah. Um Universal I think has the same idea they want to be inclusive of dietary restrictions and, and allergies and stuff like that. But it's not quite as obvious as Disney. Like in the Disney app, there when you're scrolling through the menu, at the bottom of the menu is literally these are these items are gluten free or can be made gluten free. But a universal, it's not quite as in your face. Like mm-hmm. one rest, the one restaurant we ate at, um, there was an option for the gluten-free bun after you'd already chosen the meal, and there was an option for a dietary, like an allergy. There was like a, an, a, a symbol you could choose to let them know that you have an allergy. But because we didn't trust them so much, uh, we didn't want to risk getting, you know, cost contaminated or right. anything. And that so. can also be something to stress about if you have any allergies you know it's kind of risky to trust or put trust into someone else's hands to make sure that you're safe because you know you don't want it to ruin the trip Mm -hmm. and you don't want to feel guilty because it ruined the trip you know it's never your fault that you got sick but or you know you got an allergy reaction but it's it's just that's that little installment of fear when yeah. you're on vacation you're especially like, oh when God. it's when it's busy and like yes. are they really going to be paying attention because they're already getting 400 different orders you know yeah are they really going to be that safe so we maybe someday we'll trust universe a little bit more but um definitely trust disney a lot more mm-hmm. um and that that's, and that's one it. big one big stressor about theme parks is for especially you know people with allergies is like can i trust anything there yeah you know well so. and, and many people do this but 
especially people with allergies, they bring snacks with them. Or yep. they find, like, trusty snacks. Like, in every theme park, you can find a bag of chips. Mm-hmm. You can find some fruit. You know, things like that to keep you moving. Because mm-hmm. you will get hungry. You do need to continue to drink water and mm-hmm. things like that. But just those, like, little snack items are, are very helpful. Even oh, yeah. if you can't eat a full-blown meal. And usually, like, with me, I don't really eat at theme parks. Like, I'll eat a good breakfast, and then I'm good to go for the rest of the day. I'll just snack. Because I'm riding rides. Like, I'm just someone who's also also cautious about... <laughs> eating before a ride i just don't like that full feeling and then going on a ride it's like not fun yeah. so so one thing that I, de- I definitely think partners should or like people in a relationship should do is prepare beforehand for your theme park day right you know but you can bring a couple snacks i don't they're not i mean they may look through your bag but they're looking for weapons and like drugs they're not looking for a granola bar and a pack of gummies and yeah a, a water bottle um and so we bring like you know some a couple of granola bars some other smaller snacks that um if there's not anything we can eat or if there's not any time yeah. we at least have something to to nibble on mm-hmm. and plenty of water and i think that also goes hand in hand with like preparing mentally before you go to a theme park like it's always good to ask your partner before you go to somewhere busy like how do they feel in like busy locations right like do they get anxious with lots of people around and stuff like that well and when you and I first went to a theme park, you were more like I could tell that you were not bothered by the crowd, but it was a little much. Yeah. And I feel like over the past few years, you've been more a more seasoned theme park goer, <laughs> if you will. Yeah, it, it so. sometimes can take a little time to get used to having so many people moving around in so many different directions, and it's hot, and oh yeah, you're thirsty and, Hungry, and stuff like tired. that. So you kind of have to you don't have to practice for it while you're home, but just just talk about it and be like hey um in case you get overwhelmed you know this is the signal you know squeeze my hand or something and we'll go find you know some shade and we'll Mm -hmm. sit down for a minute because there often are places you can at least you know sit down and lean against the wall well and there's often there's often like signals too that your partner definitely gives like if they're not as hype as they were five minutes ago you might want to be like hey you might want to check in are you good yeah hey are you good because sometimes for me and like my friends notice this Mm -hmm. very easily and i'm sure you do too but my social battery runs low and you can definitely tell because I'm not like all about the theme parks. I'm not all about moving anymore. I'm not all about like, you know, I'm a very like animated person, but you can definitely tell when I am running low. Mm -hmm, Definitely. (laughs) So just having those signals and like making sure your partner understands like, Hey, I might need a minute to chill here. Yeah. You know, making sure your partner actually understands too. Cause some partners might be like, well, we got to get to this ride and we paid money. Oh yeah, money is a whole other thing. You got to like definitely have to talk about like funding like before you go on the trip. Like, hey, um, you know, this is what we're going to be expecting because I think believe you can look at the prices of menus before you even go. At least at Disney, I think you can look up. So that would be a good idea too. If you're a little tight on budget, just do some like quick like quick glances. You don't have to plan if you don't if you're not a planner if you're type B. Um, but just look over the menu items, go, oh, so it's going to be about, you know, $20, $30 for the meals that we're going to get. And they have tons of quick um, service yeah. places. You don't have to go and dine at the nicer And most of the meals are on, honestly shareable. Like, oh, yeah. the burger yeah. I had was humongous at, I think it was Richter's. Richter's And I could Universal. easily have cut that in half and shared it with, with Bailey. Yeah. So, um, yeah. 
And we, we tend to share, we, we our share food anyway. Yeah, we share food at Disney all the time like because the yeah, we, we share a plate of chicken tenders and we I'll just, just get order, an extra order of fries. Yeah, yeah, we just order an extra <laughs> order of fries and then we're pretty much good. So um, if you're a little short on budget and you're going to a theme park, you can probably get away with ordering one entree and just an extra side. Yep. And that'll probably hold you over because as you're moving around and stuff, your your body kind of goes into conversation like conservation mode, mm-hmm. and um, and then if you bring snacks with you, you can just nibble on those until your next like meal or whatever. And definitely get a big breakfast. I was gonna say breakfast. Yeah, like, is just key. start with like breakfast is the most important meal of the day. So definitely start like that's I think that's one of our our keys is start with a big breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, Because that'll hold you over until I think we typically do like a really late lunch. Two p.m. Yeah, Yeah. we do a late lunch, and that lunch is like like, yeah, we'll have a snack maybe. Share something. Yeah, and so get a get a late lunch that we share with an extra side, Um, and then by dinner time that we usually have a super late dinner. So by dinner time we're we're hungry, but we can actually sit down. It's like the end of the day. No more rides. Yeah, no more rides. We're gonna eat. You know, we're gonna pig out. Right. (laughs) And this works for any any theme park it's not not just disney you know there's there's places in six flags that we've been to mm-hmm. there's places in universal bush gardens is really great they have i think they even have chick-fil-a there so oh. you know so while we don't have any kids someday mm-hmm. um we definitely have seen our fair share of Freak families outs. families at at least disney yeah um and oh gosh it is it's really so, sad it's sometime, yeah like, like for it's me, like when I see that, I'm like, I know the parents are really trying to make sure that their their kids are having the best time. They they've bought bags and bags of merchandise. They're doing the most amazing dine-ins where they meet the characters. Yeah. They're staying at the nicest hotel. Like this is their family vacation. They paid like probably ten thousand or more dollars. And you could tell what families are who. You can definitely tell who the locals are. At least mm-hmm. in my eyes, I can tell who the locals are, or maybe like local states are. And then you could tell the families who like have never been yeah. here before and have high expectations, and they're coming down, and it's like eight p.m. Right? Oh, they're coming down from the, the north. Downfall. Yeah, they're coming down from the north, where it's you know pretty mild temperatures yeah. down to Florida heat and humidity. Right. That. And everyone's they miserable. Don't, they don't probably and... exercise like this ever. You know, oh, they yeah. don't always you don't walk, walk for five miles hours. a day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't walk thirteen hours a day. You know, the kids usually take naps in between the days and they're not taking any nap because there's so yep. much to see. So I understand why the freakouts happen. It's just sad that they do. And it's also made us realize. We want to have some of those. Are we sure? Right. <laughs> We're like, man, that's really rough because it really does test your relationship with your partner because there's just already so much going on. Mm-hmm. And then your child's screaming and you're just trying to communicate with your partner yep. what we need to do to get out of this situation and it just looks like a mess. My advice for parents, if you want to go to Disney, you need just like you would do with a marathon or a super long camping trip is you prepare, like you train. Like honestly, go to there is I guarantee I guarantee you have a um a local theme park, a Six Flags or something or equivalent. Um take your kids to there a couple of times as sort of a, a, a preparation and like hey this is how theme parks work we're going to be outside all day we're going to be walking we're going to be drinking oh wa- making sure we drink water and stuff like that and so you kind of build up to that big disney trip I where you say, actually are spending all day and this is the real yeah. deal we actually ha- we have to pay we have to pay attention to these things because we don't come to disney very often well and disney i would say and you, you had me say like oh my gosh i realized disney is a it's the freaking marathon of theme parks yeah 
What? It's like climbing a mountain. It's it's your it's like climbing Everest. You want to prepare for it. You can't just ha- you like any a, type of a brand new family, you know, with brand new kids jumping straight into Disney is going to be oh like my. trying to climb Everest without any training whatsoever or guide. And just as you would with a um, like a partner in a relationship, keeping an eye on like how your kids are feeling and like oh are you feeling overwhelmed in this crowd and stuff like yeah. that. Just just check it. Which I'm sure you you know their signals. So just take heed to those signals and recognize that like all these pan- plans we made might have to take into account like hey look they are really not feeling good maybe give you definitely have to give them a, a like a, a locker like, room talk be like hey look yeah um look team we're this is going to be stressful mm-hmm. and we need to start we need to be able to communicate how we're feeling and what we really want to do there's a lot of expectations when you go to theme parks and people really do get upset when they don't get to do something like i totally and i totally understand because if they're spending all this money and they only get to go this one time until the next 10 years because seriously people literally save for this for years it would be it would be smart to look up like you're probably are if you're planning to go to universal disney or whatever you're probably already looking at videos of like oh what's it like there but what you should seek out is the videos that are like hey look this part ain't so great this is how you can prepare for it you know well there are certain rides too with kids Mm -hmm. that you do not want to ride a bug's life there yes a bug's life and animal kingdom is a Heck no. <laughs> Never riding that with our child. And if we... Riding it. It's not even a ride, but that's it's just yeah, so show. scary. That's it's so scary. so scary. Like, even as an adult, you're like, this is spooky. <laughs> this is so spooky. And you see a ton of kids, like, oh, yeah. just dark. Oh, those poor things. Like, there's one part where you just know mm-hmm. when the lights go out and all the, oh, like, no. creepy crawlies go. The, the, the... And then, you know, there's a ton of other rides that just mm-hmm. might not be kid-friendly for, for some. Yeah. So I think to wrap up this episode, our advice is go when they recognize characters. If you're going to a theme park that has characters, the younger they are, the less time you should spend at the park itself. Bring snacks and water and or at least a, an empty water bottle that you can fill up at the park. Discuss like st- how it's going to be stressful with either your partner or the group that you're going with and then roll back your expectations. It, you're going to have a fun time. That is almost guaranteed. But you'll have more fun if you go, if you rein back in the expectations and nothing is going to be a perfect, you know, experience, but that it's going to be good despite issues that'll come up. You know, you just got to prepare before you go on a big trip. Well, I think that ends this episode of ETC. ETC. See you real soon. Bye.